Hello, everybody. Thank you so much for joining me. This is Michelle Hayward, founder of the tech company Positive Hire, and we will be hosting the fourth year of our Women of Color in STEM virtual summit. All this week, I'm bringing on many of our speakers so you can get to know them, understand their background, and be like, oh, yeah, that sounds like the person session I want to come and, and learn from. Today, I have with me Tamara McLemore, who is a pro, um, who is a PMP. So she's a certified project manager. She has worked in IT 15 plus years. And what I love about her, she's a woman of color in tech, but her pathway there is not what you would actually think. So Tamara, why don't you tell the people a little bit about, you know, your educational background and how you ended up initially in IT. Okay, thank you for having me, Michelle. And I, I don't wanna date myself, but <laughs> telling this story, I'm gonna have to. So I have a journalism degree, a mass communications degree, and very few people know that. But I started in IT probably 15, 20 years ago with um, a company called Ericsson. And back then I was the project coordinator with the old mom and pa Bell South, Southwestern Bell, Houston Cellular, if you know anything about that. <laughs> and we did switches and cell sites. So this is, you know, this is before everybody had cell phones. Only the very, very wealthy had it in a big old bag or in their car. So this is, you know, pre-Y2K. And my aunt worked for MCI Worldcon, which most people probably watching this have never worked heard of was she worked for MCI and WorldCom and she was like, girl, you need to get into telecom. You need to get into IT. That is the next big wave. You don't know anything. She said, you don't know nothing. So you need to go ahead and get in a company and they will groom you and you will move up the ladder quick. And that's exactly what happened. So I moved here to Atlanta, worked for Ericsson, quickly, quickly moved up because at that time, engineers were very, very, very technical. And I would literally travel from city to city, four or five, six cities a week. Did wow. you catch that? Yeah. Four or five cities a week. Literally with all my engineers, all the um, different type of engineers, the installers, I had to be there when equipment delivered over from Sweden here to the U.S. through customs. And I learned it. That's how I was able to learn it because I wasn't a desk project coordinator. So I quickly moved up to a PM. And, um, and so that's my humble beginnings in IT and having looked back since. So you, you got to have that one person like, look, this is where you're going to go with your career. <laughs> this is why you're going to be there. And you're like, you know what? I'm going to listen to you. I at least try this out and tell auntie she did a good job. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. That was the best. That was the best thing she could ever told me. Yes. So for some of you out there looking for mentors, sometimes that mentor may not be, uh, let's say, an engineer, but they understand where the markets are going. They're looking at their investments because they're getting closer to retirement and they're seeing where they notice where they're getting the most growth financially. 
listen to those people. They, they pay attention to a lot of things we as younger people, especially early in our careers, may not be paying attention to. We just like, I got to, I got to pay. Oh, can I get a new car? Oh, where y'all going for vacation? Where I want. So stay focused. Those people are really, really key um, to growing your career. Now, so you're in IT, you're, you're out in the field. Cause I, you know, I'm, I'm a civil engineer, worked in construction out in the field for many years. What was your first reaction? Like, wait, I got to go where and do what? <laughs> I know just being in the field with a construction site, literally 100, 200 men, you know, out in the boonies and everybody's looking to me for the answer. I'm like, me? Like, Tamara, you have the answer. And this is the day before you could smartphone. So I had that big old Blackberry that looked (laughs) (laughs) doing reports. And I was responsible for telling everybody when the switches were up, how much, you know, the, all the stats on the Blackberry. Yes. And that's when I realized, I think I went on vacation and they were like, we're so glad you're back. Like nothing moved. <laughs> and I was like, you were supposed to do the next and the next. They didn't know what to do. Wow. And I was like, that's what I said. Wow. Okay. Because they were telling me that, but I didn't get it. Until I was actually on vacation and got back. That, wow, they really need me to keep these switches and these cell sites in these different cities turned up. And then we had big events like the Super Bowl. We got All Star. Back then, you did switches on wheels because when you have a large crowd, you couldn't accommodate. Yeah. And so we would have to, you know, work with the planning committee in each city, bring those cows and those switch on wheels and all that technology in that city. So just learning it just and able to communicate switch just went off. I like the way you call yeah. out the big events because you got to do the pre-work <laughs> for the other people to come enjoy the event. Exactly. And break it down. Like I work before and after I can't enjoy the event. <laughs> exactly. Like all this planning, like you have to sit down with each city on the planning committee to see what the demographic, how many people did they have last year? How many people are projected to come this year? You know, it's it's a it's a it's an overhaul. It's oh, I, I absolutely agree. Somebody somebody has to do the pre and the post, and that's what many people forget. It was nothing there before, or it's just it's magical. Engineers are magical. <laughs> Project managers are magical. They they pull all pull it all together. So you you realize, okay, they really don't know what to do. They're really brilliant at their thing. And I pull their brilliance together. Did you know at that very moment what your skill set was? No, of course not. Because I'm like I said, I'm just going from city to city, hot city to cold city, all in one week. Um, it took a director, my manager, and the VP to call me in their office. And I would bring, what happened is I would bring the lunch and learns to Atlanta for the engineers and my group to stay abreast of the the new technology. Because technology, you know, changes from the time you pre-order to the time installation, it has changed. So, um, and also I was an SAP super user at the same time. And I remember my VP and director bringing me in the office. And they were like, Tamara, I cannot believe you behave like that in the meeting. And I was like, I didn't say anything. They was like, that's the point. 
you didn't say a word. You let this other project manager, I was a very low level project manager. He was a higher project manager, but he was feeling venom and acting like he knew what he was talking about. And he, he couldn't have been further from the truth. And they knew that I knew the correct answer. And they were saying, Tamara, you have the authority. People respect you. People follow you. So what? He has the title. Everybody was looking to you to correct him. And I was like, well, everybody knew he was a dumbass. So <laughs> why did I need to call it out in the meeting? Yeah. But they explained to me my reverent power and just the power that I had and helped me groom that and use that and be diplomatic in the meeting. They don't finish and say, okay. That is all well and good. However, <laughs> you know, and I have the expertise right here. I have brought the lunch and learns. I have already taken these classes. I am an expert. And so that's when I really, the light bulb kept going off. But I had amazing mentors that gave me the feedback yes. that I needed to grow. And what, what I loved about what you just shared was, you had sponsors and you had a place where you had a culture that supported you. Absolutely. And that is so, so important, especially for women of color when it comes to advancing your career. The fact that they pulled you in and said, you have to do this, as opposed to you keep doing the work. And don't say anything. You're going to fix up. You're going to fix this mess. That's not what they did. No. And in a, I forgot a major part of the story. That person asked for a raise. It was very significant. I want to say like $20,000. They were appalled, Michelle. They were appalled. And they were so mad. They were like, you should have asked for a raise. Yeah. You, do, you do switches and sell sites. You do infrastructure and application, the SAP part. Tamara, your ass should have asked for a raise. <laughs> So they actually gave me the raise that he asked for. <laughs> they thought, okay, the raise is going to happen, but to the person who actually Correct. knows what's going on. And they reprimanded me. They actually put it on my performance review for me to speak up more on my behalf, you know, behind the scenes as well as in front of the scenes. And so they helped me with that. But that taught me a lot. I was like, wow, I could just ask for a random raise. It doesn't have to be, you know, at the end of the year. I, you know, I should understand my value and bring it to them. So they taught me that very, very early on, early 20s, early 20s. So that that goes back to I, I you know, I love um, social media. It goes back just because they offer you something that does not equate to your work. So it's really, really important that women of color understand what their worth is. And it is not many times what employers are paying. So don't get that twisted because let me, let me, let me back up one, one more step. How do you know your work when shit hits the fan? How often do you get called to fix it? Every time, every single time. <laughs> and when shit hits the fan, who is screwing it up and they automatically assume you're going to fix it. Say it louder for the people in the back. (laughs) So I want you to take into account and really think about that. Um, Also, some other things. Let's say it's not when shit hits hits the fan. It is when there is a big question. They aren't sure about a process. People often come to you to answer this question. 
right? Or this, these types of situations. They don't ask anybody else or hardly anybody else. Guess what? You the shit. You just don't realize wow. it. You absolutely think it's part of your job. So go back to emails, text messages, conversations, requests. Um, sometimes not even questions. You need to get this done. And things that are assigned to you and really start analyzing and look at them because I'm talking to analytical women and understanding what people in your job are asking you for that other people are not producing. Absolutely. That Absolutely. is when you go in. It's, it's February now. Go ask for a raise now. Like, well, we just gave raises. Like, yeah, I'm requesting it. So you'll have it to me April 1st, May 1st. And you're absolutely correct. So I, I do a lot of coaching and I ask women, when was the last time you asked for a raise? Yep. Nine out of 10 say never. Yep. Ne- you have never, ever. So they, you just waiting for that money tree to fall out the sky. Remember when you were little and your parents said, I don't have no money tree in the backyard. Stop asking for money. That's what you're waiting on. You're waiting on to see if the company did well and if you did well, what they're going to give you. No, ma'am. No, ma'am. You should be proactive in your career. Like you said, understand your work, document it, and present the case on why you deserve an increase. Um, I tell most people, I don't necessarily ask for increase. I ask for more vacation, additional things, you know, so you have to learn how to negotiate and understand what is your value and and negotiate that with your employer. And it's different for everybody. I have a lot of clients that, you know, have small kids. The flexible work assignment is huge for them. Exactly. Huge for them. So you have to, it's case by case. I, I agree. So understand what you value, it may not be money. It may be able to not send it Atlanta traffic two to three days a week. Okay. <laughs> Monday and Friday, two of those days, you don't want to sit in traffic. I will be in office Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday, but I am telecommuting on Mondays and Friday, right? So understand what that, what you value. Are my friends that travel, all like <laughs> Tamara used to, where in they were on the road so much, like, look, I need a job where I can, I don't, I, I can't be on the road anymore like this. So you start negotiating other things within an employer because you want something else that you value more than money. And that would mean if they say, well, we'll give you more money and give you that thing, still take the money. I'm just saying. (laughs) Michelle, I have a funny story. So I I went in a couple of years ago and I wanted more vacation because that's my thing. Me and my husband travel um, abroad at least twice a year for two weeks. So vacation is extremely important to me. So I go in with my case and I email them asking for more vacation. They tell me no. How comma? However, we'll give you more money. I was so sad the rest of the day. I went home to my husband. I said they declined me, but they gave me more money. He said, "Dummy, <laughs> that is more. <laughs> that is vacation." But you see how I, I need somebody to coach me as well. Yes. So sometimes we have to talk to people and, and think it through. He said, just calculate how much vacation you wanted and do the numbers and count them. Oh. And that's exactly what I did. And just put that money aside for my vacation days. Yeah. Um, we actually were talking recently about 
employers who give unlimited PTO. And a lot of employers won't do it from fear that their employees will abuse it. And we're like, it's not gonna take the United it. States. They don't even take the four weeks you give them now. They don't. Girl, I take every ounce of vacation plus somebody else's. Exactly. So you, I think employers would probably, the vast majority would do better, especially with younger employees if they offered unlimited vacation. Because like, wow, first of all, we like, hey, they're doing something nobody else is doing. Absolutely. And we value the ability to be out of the office, paid, paid vacation. Let me get that right. Not unpaid, paid vacation. Um, paid vacation. And, and really using that. Um, we've seen more unlimited PTO or sick leave than we have. But I think having unlimited vacation time, I'm seeing it more in the tech space, tech startup space. And that is a huge advantage. Huge advantage. And going back to my first employer, Erickson, I just have to give it, give a shout out to them once again. So I had requested one week off vacation. Once again, I get called in the office. I'm like, what did I do this time? Once again, manager, VP, director. I'm like, what did I do? They were like, so you requested this little week. What are you going to do with that little week? I said, I'm going home to St. Louis and then we're going to Chicago. And he said, that's another and. He said, well, I'm taking a month. She taking a month. He taking a month. You cannot take a week, Tamara, because you're going to go to St. Louis, go to Chicago, rip and run, come back being worse off than when when you left. Mm -hmm. You have to take two weeks. What? So that's where I got the two weeks from. And they were absolutely, it was, it's a Swedish company. And so they do things a little different. And that's when I started taking two, two week vacations a year. And you come back refreshed, you come back energized and energetic, ready to, you know, conquer your next big task. That, that's wonderful. I had the exact opposite when I told a manager at a early, my late twenties, that I was taking vacation and he was like, he emailed me, what is this vacation thing you're talking about? So I sent him the definition of vacation <laughs> and I can't remember what he responded back, but all I said was in my response, like, you can call it whatever you want to, but Michelle won't be here. <laughs> I'm going home Ex- to South Carolina. Exactly. And so to this day, I don't request off. I block my calendar. Cause if you say, how do you, rec- how do you, get the two weeks. And I'm like, what do you mean? Me and my husband (laughs) decide on the two weeks as a household. And then I block it off on my calendar. Yep. And I buy the airline ticket and go from there. Yes. Well, how how do you with your, they have nothing to do with these are benefits that I get, I deserve. And it's a, it's a done deal. Yep. Yes. Some places they're like, oh, you need to request the weekend, a month in advance. I don't know how you do it. Bless y'all hearts. I don't know how you do it. Okay, so you're at at Erickson. What happened after Erickson? Like you did so well there, had a great culture, great leadership that was supporting you, sponsoring you, mentoring you. And then what does Tamara do? Well, they wanted to, I, I was getting promotion after promotion, but they wanted me to relocate to Dallas and I just didn't want to. And at the time, Dallas was not what it is today. And so I was single. I'm like, what about Houston? They were like, no, Dallas, Plano, Richardson. Like, that wasn't for me. 
So I know at the time, you know, 15 years ago. So I did, I had a mortgage company. That's how I got my feet wet into entrepreneurship. But then I wanted to get back in technology. And so I got back, I, you know, I was super using SAP and I knew somebody that worked for the government. And they were like, you need to do this and do that. And next thing I know, I was a federal um, employee. That was that's very different going from a Swedish company to working to yourself to the federal government. Culture shock. Culture shock. However, I learned so much. I needed to work for the federal government. I learned so many things about myself, about how the economy is run, um, different aspects of funding, um, procurement, acquisition, statement of work. I can write a mean statement of work, 75 pages that will hold up in the court of law. That communication, I can write. Okay. <laughs> See, that's why for those of you who are part of the Positive Power community, you're over in Facebook group. I asked earlier this year, what were some of the things you wanted to learn and grow? So Tamara will actually be back a couple more times for the community to talk about project management and being an independent consultant. So when she's talking about a statement of work, go Google that now if you don't know what it is. Start familiarizing yourself because we're going to have her teach how to structure that. So, okay, so she has learned all of these things, you know, gotten into tech, gone into entrepreneurship, gone into the federal government, understand the nuances of writing a statement of work so good, it'll hold up in a court of law. Now, what do you do? Then I get an inbox from a recruiter, Delta Airlines, because people still today ask me, how did you get your position at Delta? Delta is one of the covenant employers of Atlanta. Yeah. Everybody wants to work for Delta Airlines. I'm like, they inboxed me. And a lot of people was like, say, well, how? Because my LinkedIn is always updated. Yep. My LinkedIn, I have those keywords. Now, I didn't know this at the time. I, I kind of asked, like, why are you contacting me? But because I had a variety of skills, project management skills, procurement skills, IT application and infrastructure skills that were transferable to the airline industry. As a matter of fact, I interviewed for three different positions on the day I interviewed. And so if you understand what you bring to the table, you can go to any industry. And so that is what I'm helping women in STEM understand. Just because you're in this sector, you can move around. Just because you're with this um, industry, you can change industries. It is up to you to chart your path, document what you want to do, because you got to do it eight to 10 hours a day, five days a week. I'm going to need you to like it <laughs> a lot. Oh, we I spend more time at our job than we do with our family. I'm going to need you to really like it. I, oh, I agree. Because at the end of the day, it is going to be what I want to say. You, you spend more time at work to pay for the house that you're not in. So my mom has a suit now that she's retired. She's like, I finally, she said, I'm staying up all night looking at TV because I don't pay for, for this for years. <laughs> <laughs> she must know my mother because that's what she does, watching Judge Judy all night. 
Yes. So reality too, like Ma, I can't look at like we do not look at the same show because she's like, ooh, she do reality TV too much for me. But she's like, Mm-mm. she said, I paid for this house and all this these years of cable. I'm here. Yeah. Five in the morning. She's like, okay, I guess I'm yeah. here now. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it. So, okay. Whew. That that is a lot. So, okay. So we are going to now. Let everybody know what you're talking about for the summit. So they now they have a good feel of how you came, got into IT with a communications degree, when entrepreneurship, federal government, Delta, and then so I, I and other companies in between. But I am going to talk about first knowing and understanding your network. And then how do you formulate that to words versus um, both verbal and your LinkedIn profile? Everybody comes to me, Tamara, do you do resumes? Absolutely not. Because if I do the resume, I'm the one going to need to interview. I've done that and it's a disaster. People flipping through the pages. I'm asking them, I'm prepping them for interviews and they're flipping through the page. Michelle, where are you at? What you mean where I'm at? This is your resume. You don't know. So I will take you on Sunday through the whole process of keeping your LinkedIn updated, having contacts with your former employer. Um, one of my mentors, uh, Mona, she worked with me with Erickson. She's one of those managers I talked about. When I go to Dallas, I always have dinner with her. Um, my sponsor at the federal government, he is on your post. I keep in contact with him. So many people in my career that have helped me. Those people are, are still valuing your life. And you never know when they're going to have an opportunity because they already know your skills. They already know what you bring to the table. If you're here in Atlanta or Houston or a big city, D.C., when these companies reorganize, they bring their people with them. And I know we've been on in positions where we're like, oh, my God, they need to reorg. And he brought all his people with him because he has a task to turn this organization around. And he knows those people. He knows their work ethic. He, he works well with them. You don't have to do the forming, stormy, whole norming thing. He's bringing it with them. And so you need to understand that you can network in the luxury of your bed. LinkedIn app is amazing. You don't have to go to networking. I encourage you to, but you can do it all from LinkedIn. See? Mm-hmm. Y'all, y'all, y'all thought LinkedIn <laughs> was boring all these years. For those of us that even though we can get out of network with people in real life, we still utilize LinkedIn often to network with other people in other parts of the, not only the U.S., but the world. And to stay in contact and connected to those we've met in real life. So definitely, definitely love it. Love it. Okay. <sighs> I'm excited. So um, Tamara is on on Sunday. This Sunday, February 16th. Yes, I know it's Valentine's Day weekend. So she's starting at 7 p.m. East Coast time. If you have not registered for the free summit, you want to go to bit.ly, WOC STEM Summit 2020 to register. She is Sunday. Just select when it asks you all the categories, select all of them. And then just select all the topics because if you miss any of the interviews that I've done this week, you have missed some great, great um, presenters, speakers we're having next week, great backgrounds, areas of expertise that you really need to help you advance 
not only to an executive level, but also maybe you're going to become a subject matter expert, right? And they are going to share with you tactics, tools, and tips you can use to take your technical talent to the next level when it comes to your career. So Tamara, thank you so much for joining us. I do want to say one thing for um, you guys who are listening and you guys who are um, listening to the replay, go back on Monday. You interviewed, what was her name? Lynn? Lynn um, You guys have got to go back and listen to that as well, because I was I was listening to it, you know, to get a gist of, you know, what our conversation was going to be. But I totally got lost in it because it was so good. And so you guys, I, I encourage you to go back and, and listen to hers because she talks a lot about you never know who you're going to meet and the impact that you're going to have on them. So go listen to it. And like Michelle said, just select them all because they're all we're all amazing women and we can always learn something new. Always. Exactly. And I, I'll add the links to um, everybody's talks we've had so far. Lynn was here on LinkedIn. You're here on LinkedIn. Lisa Anderson, I interviewed her yes last night over on Facebook Live. So I'll, if you don't do Facebook, you won't be able to access that video. But for those of you over on Facebook, you can definitely, definitely catch us over there. All right. Thank you so much, everybody. We will see you on Sunday. Oh, I'm sorry. I'll be back tomorrow with Crystal Atha at 2 p.m. I'm pretty sure it's 2 p.m. <laughs> East Coast time. It's somebody lunchtime. It's either her, she's out in Denver. It's either her lunchtime or my lunchtime. But we're going to be back here again on LinkedIn Live. Crystal is presenting on harassment in the workplace. She specializes in diversity, equity, inclusion training for leaders in the workplace. So you don't want to miss that. Everybody have a great day and I will see you tomorrow. Bye. Bye bye.